Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Thanks you for listening. We are talking today to Dan Hart, financial advisor, and we are talking about not just money. We're talking about a lot more than that. We're talking about stewardship. We're talking about ownership. We're talking about taking care of the things that have flowed through our hands. A couple segments ago, uh, he said, uh, money, it's a part of your life to the day you die. And it's something that if something is a part of your life to the day you die, you should probably have a finger on the pulse of it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear our last couple segments, you need to go to our Facebook page, which we have all of our shows posted as a podcast. We post those shows on Mondays from the past weekend's show. So you can go to our Facebook page. You can If you have an iPhone, go to iTunes, the podcast little button, click on that. Uh, And you can type in Solid Steps Radio. You can also go to soundcloud.com and type in Solid Steps Radio. And you can hear all of our past shows in their entirety, commercial-free, thanks to our wonderful sponsors like Dan Hart Financial. So, Chad, uh, we're talking about this whole financial piece that leads to intimacy in in a couple's life. Uh, Just a real quick test for you. How's this? Mm. Um, So you just ha- uh, kind of find a $20 bill that you had no idea, you know, it's kind of in between the you know, the cushions of the sofa or whatever. Right. How do you handle that? Do you, do you give that to Jenna or do you, do you, I, I know kind of what I do, <laughs> what, I do. What, what, what do you do? I know whose money it isn't, the kids, because they always think they find change on the floor and they go, hey, look what I found. I go, if you all ever find any money, it's mom and I's. <laughs> So I will say this, that like before I left this morning, I had some cash in my pocket from some, I don't carry a lot of cash, but I took a portion of that cash and I stuck it in my wife's little cubby and I said, hey, by the way, there's some cash up here, right? I I don't think of it as my money, but if I found that $20 bill, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. hey, look, and maybe it's going to go in my pocket. That's the truth. But sometimes I may slot it to her if she needs it. But I mean, so yeah, you're right. It's that whole, hey, look what I found. (laughs) My mm. money. I, I mean, I found a $20 bill the other day. I'm like, ooh. What am I going to do with this? It's kind of like free money. Yes, it's like, oh. Yes. Right. And I put it in my pocket. When I'm sweeping up the floor and I see <laughs> coins, I don't throw away one penny. I don't throw mm. away any change because God gave me that money and I'm not going to throw it in the garbage. It's easy to kind of sweep it up and just throw it away. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but not really because every dime we ever receive is from God. But when the kids find money around the house, they go, hey, look what I found. I found a quarter. I go, it ain't your money. That's my money. Your mom's money. <laughs> okay, well, Dan, let's, mm-hmm. talk, let's talk about uh, uh, unpacking this pyramid because there's a foundation of it. Yes. You know, it's all God's, and, and we talked about that before. Yes. Continue to walk up this pyramid, but I, I, you told me a story the other day mm-hmm. that really, really intrigued me. Yeah. It was a lady who lost her husband, Yeah. and she got... A life insurance check right what happened yeah so uh it was late she was uh 38 40 years old somewhere in there uh husband you know they were doing great husband made 80 or 90 percent of the income in the household and then he died unexpectedly he he wasn't sick or anything he just he he died in uh, uh in a motorcycle accident and so she's has some life insurance coming and actually this is when i met her is when uh, somebody we both knew said are you gotta figure out what to do with that so so we're meeting and she's getting several hundred thousand dollars of life insurance and i just have a question that i just kind of throw out to get things on the table i said there's three things you can do when you get money you can give it you can spend it you can save it do you have any thoughts about this and she said well i'm going to tithe on it 
you know, she's going to give 10%. A tithe is, you know, right move the, the decimal point. You're right at 10%. off the top. Yes, right off the top. And I'm thinking, wow, this. so this is a lady who just lost most of the income in the household. Two, two daughters, you know, uh, under roof. And that kind of tugged at me because I have two daughters under roof at the same time. And, and just in faith, then she was saying, I'm going to, sure, I'm going to give from this. And it wasn't a hard decision for her. Uh, it, it wasn't a magic decision like uh, like I'm so scared, you know. God, please, you know. It, it was just a, it was just this is the thing to do when you get money from whatever source it is. And so um, she did that, and we figured out what to do. And the, and the money really actually made a nice difference to her church, you know. So it was used in a in a in a special way, uh, and that um, just really impressed me. Wow. You know, she, I mean, Chad, you think about it. If if you got a $500,000 check through a life insurance policy and you're just going to right off the top just write a $50,000 mm-hmm. check or uh, if it's 400000 or if it's 800000 I'm going to write an $80,000 check. Yeah. That's, or if it's a $1,000 check there to you write $100. Put it mm-hmm. in perspective. I, you know, if you can't live <laughs> off $900, you can't live off 1000 Right? I mean, so it's one of those things that when we, we, we hear these big numbers and tithes, yeah. You know, a thousand dollar check. Can you give a hundred dollars? That's ten percent. It's mm-hmm. not a lot of money, really, in the <laughs> yeah. scale of it. Yeah, it's about being faithful with little or with a lot. Mm, that's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, Dan, continue to talk about this pyramid and walk up the. Um, we we got the foundation, and then what's what's next? Yeah. So some of the basic issues. One again, how we acquire money, giving and giving generously as a priority. But another then, okay, we have this money left, so it's the purposeful division of what is it that we're going to save and spend. All right. And so it just having a, 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 I'm sorry, it's that B word, uh, a budget. All right. <laughs> so it's a it's Ugh. it's a four letter word sorta. All right. And and we don't want to have one. So let's call it something else, a spending plan or something. Uh, like that, but really important for husband and wife to be making decisions together. That doesn't mean they both have to have a calculator in their hand and an Excel spreadsheet or whatever, but making those decisions about how much do we want to be saving to the future, saving for other shorter term needs, spending on a, a house and a car and all sorts of other things. And again, is, and is to be doing that again on purpose. And that's the real key there is as it flows, as God's money flows through our hands, to be to, for it to flow in purposeful directions that we've thought about ahead of time, uh, and then there are other things as well. Just uh, uh, just sound financial planning, having some cash on hand. It's boring. It's you know probably in a bank. It's not earning anything, uh, but there's that cushion there. It's kind of an insurance of sorts. Is that the, is that the three to six months that Dave yes. Dave Ramsey talks about? Yes. So that's a rule of thumb somebody came up with, and nobody else came up with a better one. So. As a nerd, it's just much kind of pulling it out of the air in my mind. But nonetheless, it's a, it's a good rule. Sorry to digress. <laughs> well, right. and, and that's three to six. Uh, Ramsey, Dave Ramsey yeah. would say three to six months of your living expenses. That's right. Okay. Yes. And w- which end of that you're on, you know, if, if you're a, a commission salesperson with fluctuating income, maybe six months is, a, is you know. But if you've got two jobs in the household and they're really secure and you've got, you know, et cetera, then maybe more towards the three. Uh, and also, and then the next area on the pyramid is debt or debt management. And boy, that is something that gets a lot of people in trouble, a lot of spouses in trouble. When you go out, you're, you're, you're spending really on the edge of your income. You're thinking, oh, okay, I can get that TV and, you know, 180 days, same as cash, and somehow get it paid off. And at the same time, I'm, I mean, I'm just living really close to the edge. And then debt really just keeps pushing us towards that edge. And then anything 
losing a little bit of overtime or anything, then it just creates a the disaster. Furnace, the furnace goes, uh, you know, belly up, yes. and uh, the transmission goes all at the same time, and now you're really scrambling. Absolutely, absolutely. And so uh, that's when you get into a lot, a lot of stress and a lot of blame uh, and a, a lot of things that just aren't productive. You don't have to live that way. You do not have to live that way. Uh, insurance also is important. Uh, insurance, especially against the things you just can't absorb. So, like when a when our story a minute ago, when a breadwinner dies, and uh, life insurance is appropriate. Disability is often disability insurance is often overlooked, and of course, health insurance and other things like that. I don't think of any of those as being a lack of faith. I think of those as just a part of our stewardship. What are the risks here, and then what can I do to mitigate those risks, like the proper insurance? And then on into other things, uh, investment planning, thinking about the future, how much money should I be saving, uh, how do we minimize taxes as we do all of these kinds of things uh, as well. And the tax laws are always changing as they are perhaps even right at this minute, you know, and, uh, and then you get into then the next step, which is how are we going to leave it behind, mm. which is interesting because dollar-wise, that might be the biggest stewardship decision you ever make is how... How's it going to be left behind? So for most married couples, then it goes to your spouse, whatever you leave behind. But then beyond that, especially, all right, we have children. Uh, do do we give it all to them? Do we give any to other people? Do we give some to charity? So that's a really interesting uh, thing to to think about and to work on together. You know, with your spouse, with your wife. One of the things that Proverbs talks about is not only give it, you know, but your children's children. Mm-hmm. And being even generous with your grandkids. Yeah, so you have an impact, and actually just by your very life, not just your money, you have an impact that's multi-generational. So, and the interesting thing about about Proverbs, uh, I'm, I'm in this Bible studies, D.C., you may have heard of it. Uh, discipleship of curriculum, yes. Go to furtherstillministries.org, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever your site is. It's a great study. But also, as I look at the Proverbs, you realize that they're not commands necessarily. So I don't, I don't believe that there's a command to leave money to your children's children, to your grandchildren. But the thing is, is that if you live your life, again, not just your money, but your character, you do have an impact that's multi-generational. And so sometimes people want to make that purposeful in their estate planning, the way they leave it behind. And maybe that's an education fund for grandchildren. So a lot of times we look at our grown children and say, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to spend much money on their children's education, for example. Maybe I can help. Mm. And you can do that in life, but you can do that in the way you leave it behind also. That's cool. And, th- and that's right out of Proverbs. He who refreshes others will of himself, himself. Yeah. be refreshed. Yeah. It, it, it's it, that basic principle that Jesus talks about. I think it's in Acts 20 where he says it's more blessed to give mm-hmm. than to receive. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Dan and talk one more segment about, and Kurt's going to shoot him some, some questions that pop up in the financial uh-huh. world within uh, within the house, you know, within married couples and what do we do in these situations. So we're going to take a break and be back for one final segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. We are talking to Dan Hart today and uh, we want to thank, he's talking finances and we also want to thank one of our sponsors, all of our sponsors, but Ellen and Credit Union, the local lender who helps sponsor our show as well as Dan Hart Financial. And if you want to hear all, the whole subject of what we're talking about is uh, how we can be good stewards of what we've been given, not just the 10% that we give to God, but the 90%, everything, everything we have comes from him. 
and how money can actually be something that can help bring harmony to our marriage, not be something that is such a a wedge in between us. So we're talking to Dan today. And if you want to hear all of our past few segments, go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or Facebook and type in Solid Steps Radio and you can hear that podcast posted and listen to it at any time or pass it along to someone who may want to hear it. So Dan, here's I've got a I got a bunch of questions here okay. d- during this segment. Uh, just to get your perspective. Okay. Okay, so should should a husband and wife have separate checking accounts? Oh wow. Okay. Um, You know, I hope I made friends in the first three segments, so you're going to help me make some enemies now. All right, so I I really believe my heart just cries out that the answer to that is no. Now, does that mean there's never, you know, know, a a time, you know, I'm I'm a little secretive about what I spend on my Christmas for my wife, you know, and, you know, so, you know, but generally, should we operate that way on an ongoing basis? I just think the answer is no. I think... We money ought to be together. When I've seen it separate, and I've, I've even seen it separate, where you got two paychecks that go into two separate accounts, and one of them pays the mortgage, and the other makes the car payment, and and things like that. And there's just a lack of togetherness there that I know everybody all know that that's not going to work forever because incomes are going to then change, and one of them gets disabled or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. It's not going to work anyway in the long term, even financially. Uh, but also then, as husband and wife is they're just living in two different worlds. And and I just don't think that's the best way if we want to have a special marriage. What what about inheritance? Let's say mm. let's say one of the uh, let's say the guy gets a a, a a pretty substantial hunk of money. Yeah. And it could be $10,000, it could be $100,000, it could be a million dollars. Yeah. from his Maybe his parents pass away. Yes. Um, what What about that? Is oh, that is that is that his money? Is that her money? Is that their money? What? what? Oh, that. Oh, that's that's great. That's it, fun. It de- depends on who you ask. Okay. <laughs> so let let me give you an example. First of all, I will I will at this point tell the client I'm not your lawyer, uh, but I'll tell you what I know. So I'll tell that to your listener as well. I'm not your lawyer. But what I understand is that if there, an inheritance is not what you would call marital property. All right, let me differentiate. If you have a, an income, Kurt, and that comes in your household, your wife's, you know, is that that's kind of in the eyes of the law, especially if you ever divorce. It's like it's half and half. You know, if you build up a 401k while you're married, that's half hers and half yours. All right, but even inher- even even if mm-hmm. maybe he did ninety five percent of all the income, mm-hmm. it's still going to be half hers. It's still half and yep. half. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but inheritance is not like that. By the way, that's why um, that's why mm-hmm. God says I hate divorce. It just mm-hmm. makes a train wreck of everything. It, uh, it yes, far beyond the money even. Far but beyond. on the money side too, yeah, it it is horrible. People ask me what a good investment is. After you give to God, the second best investment is any way you can invest in your marriage and make it strong. And that's even just from a financial perspective and spiritual perspective even more. Wow. So inheritance, though. So uh, the guy's getting an, an inheritance. And again, in the eyes of the law, if he just says, says keeps that in his own name mm-hmm. and it's easy, already divorces 10 years later and it's always been in his own name and some savings or, or investment account or something, then it's really easy for that to stay separate. And then when he divorces and they're dividing up property, she doesn't get half of that. And when I tell clients that, I said, now I'm going to wash my mouth out with soap because I, I don't even want to think that way. I don't want to do it that way because one, it's all God's. 
all right? Yes. And then, but to answer your question more specifically, I believe anything that comes into the marriage, any money that comes into the marriage is ours. It is ours. And so we, we decide, we'll decide together, all right, then what should we do with this? And should we pay off debt or should we save it? Should we give from it? All of those kinds of things. But to me, again, those are questions for husband and wife together. Wow. One is rich, one is, you know, comes into the marriage poor, you know, or there's a big, whatever it is, is we're all in this together. A, a phrase that a friend used uh, with me is all in. Are we all in to our marriage? You know, not this, you know, preserve, you know, some asset over here, you know, um, but are we all in? Is it all for us? And that's a and that's a great question to ask ourselves and kind of examine before the Lord. Yeah, that, and that gets really tricky when you start talking blended family. Oh gosh, yes, or second marriage, yes. Um, yeah, because now it's you have there's families who have her children and then mm-hmm. he has his children and then they have their children together and and then all of a sudden they get an inheritance, you know, from. Yes. Uh, somebody passes away, and then, then how all that flows. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's not unusual going into second marriage that there's baggage. And it's also not unusual that in, at the end of the first marriage that the money got really messed up. And so you're going into the second marriage, and then you're in it, and then you get an inheritance. It's, it's not unusual to think, I've got to preserve that for myself. And so it's, a, it's kind of a test. You know, at that point to say, are we all in? And it's kind of interesting because when that situation happens with our clients, then for some of them, it takes them half a second to answer that question. Of course, it's our money. Let's put it in a joint account somewhere, you know, and and then but not everybody. It's, well, it can be a challenge. Well, when you say that, and, yeah. and no, no, it's this is the, the guy gets a hunk of money or the lady gets a hunk of money. And mm-hmm. but the immediate response is, no, this is our money. That's a, that's a sign right. of a great marriage. Yes, it is. This has happened uh, for us or to us, you know, is w- whatever it is. Wow. All right. It, you know, same thing when if one person gets sick and the other doesn't, you know, is, is there resentment there or is it just, well, this is our situation right now. I, I can give you a little example if you want. Yeah. Years ago, I broke my right thumb. All right. And I'm right handed. And so all of a sudden, you, it's kind of one of those things you don't realize until it happens is that everything gets harder, just buttoning buttons or going to the bathroom. I guess anything gets harder when you have a broken thumb. And so my left hand had to do a whole lot more. And my left hand is literally getting tired from carrying the weight for my right hand. All right. So I know this is a silly little story. So and a silly little question to follow. So did my right hand get mad at my left hand? That's just silly. Of course not. All right. It's part of the same unit. Mm. When we think of our life with our wife, are we part of the same unit? Are we partners? All right. Or is it kind of her and kind of me and, you know, and And, and she's not carrying her weight. Just just living separately instead of this whole teamwork mentality. Absolutely. Wow. Because when you do it, do it together. One, you're better. Okay. If I would have listened to my wife more when about money early on then we would have had more vacations than we did and you know what i look back at that now and say you know we might have a little bit more money in the bank but there's memories we could have made when the kids were young and that we don't wow we you know we would have been better if if in both ways if we would have listened to each other uh, better talk it through communicate share your hearts and uh and, and it goes back to again it's not it's not our money. It's the Lord's money. We're mm-hmm. here to be stewards. And I love, you know, it's the upside down of Jesus. Jesus says, you want it, you want life? Mm-hmm. Then die to yourself. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. Another yeah. quick question here. Um, should we have a, uh, a maximum spend amount? Let's say mm-hmm. uh, the guy's out and he's thinking about buying... A Lexus? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be over the spend amount, probably. So uh, I, I, I think the answer is yes, and, and my wife and I have that. So, so just that idea is just as a, as a part of our partnership is that if we're out and we see something and that would be neat and it costs $12, you know, buy it. You don't have to call me and ask me permission for that. But is there some dollar amount where we say we will, sort of by agreement with each other, talk with the, with our spouse before we spend over a certain amount of money? When you talk with a couple, what would, mm-hmm. I mean, give me give me a framework. It could be, it, it, and it just depends on their financial situation and whatever agreement they have. So it could be $50, you know, it could be $500. You know, just just again, depending on a, a lot of things. And one is, do, does somebody need the discipline of that? Is another issue. You know, knowing yourself. And so, if if I am prone to uh, spontaneous, un, you know, unplanned spending, then maybe knowing that about myself, I want a low number wow. on that. You know, to to help my spouse keep me accountable. Yes. One uh, one more quick question. Then we, I can't believe our time is up. Yeah. And I just this is rich stuff. But real quickly, is financial transparency? I mean, no secrets. Marriage mm-hmm. is that a realistic expectation? Oh wow, that's neat. I I remember when a friend used that phrase, a no secrets marriage, and wow, that 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 is just a neat way to do it. And I I would say financially, again, little secrecy about what Christmas present I'm getting. Okay, you know, for my wife, you know, maybe she'll know it on Christmas Day anyway. All right. So, uh, but generally, any kind of uh, just uh, secrets are destructive. If I'm spending my money, if my if I just have an allowance, okay, you know, here's just some money you can buy lunch with that, et cetera. And but I'm using it and spending it on some things she wouldn't approve of. Or, I've got a problem. That's a destructive thing. Yeah, that's good. Dan, thanks so much for oh, coming I love, in. Love being with you. Love the show. Thank it's you very much. It's just a privilege to be here. Hey, hey, would you pray for us guys? Mm-hmm. Just pray and that we would be men who would lead and lead courageously in this whole area of finances and uh, we'd be good stewards. I will. It, it's a challenge and it's a lifelong thing. So let me do it. Uh, Father, uh, we do love you and we praise you, Father. And actually, as I say that, Lord, I just, I just, I just ask that anyone hearing my voice who does not know you, Lord, I would pray for a conviction. Nothing else we talked about today matters as much as following you, making that con- that uh, commitment to you. And Lord, and then for all of us as a part of that to say, what can we do with your money as it's in our hands? What can we do in our partnership with our spouse to enhance that as we learn from each other and follow you more closely and fall in love all the more? Lord, I would pray that you give us your wisdom, your direction, whack us over the head or tickle our fancy, whatever needs to be done uh, there, Father, for that purpose, for your glory in our life. Mm, In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Dan. Well, thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio, and we'd love for you to pass this along to someone else who may be interested in hearing that. And if you want to hear any of our past shows, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, or furtherstillministries.org. You can just click on the microphone or any other place. Just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to find us. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.